let's say it takes an hour to set up an automation and that automation is replacing a task that takes about 10 minutes per day. So if you calculate out how much time that is in a year, 10 minutes a day times five days a week is 50 minutes times 50 weeks in a year is 2,500 minutes. Or if you turn that into hours, it's about 40 hours. So the question here is, am I willing to spend an hour today to set up an automation that I know is going to save me 40 hours over the course of a year? Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. Today, we are gonna go through automations and how you can leverage those within your business. And to start, I wanted to revisit the focus funnel from Rory Vaden, which is to go through your process and look at all of the tasks and ask yourself these questions. Can I eliminate the task? And if not, can I automate the task? If not, then can I delegate the task? And if you can't, then you're either going to do it now yourself or you're gonna procrastinate and save it for later, at which point you would then run the task through the funnel again. So just going through each of the elements of that funnel, and then we'll focus on automations. So within eliminate, you want to audit the process and determine what tasks are essential. For me, what I found was that I had this big vision for my process and I had all this data that I wanted to collect and record. And so I put a process in place where my virtual assistant at the end of the week would collect all the data, compile it into a spreadsheet, and then share it with me for my review. But what I found was that a lot of these data points were actually not needle movers in my business and were data points that I was not looking at. That was a perfect example of tasks that should be eliminated because I just wasn't using the information. And although it might only take five minutes a week, for my virtual assistant to do if I multiply that out by 50 weeks in a year. Now that's 250 minutes that are wasted. That's about four hours that could have been spent doing something else. So that's really the mindset and the logic you want to use for elimination of tasks within your process. The next step is automation. So if you cannot eliminate those tasks, what repetitive tasks or parts of the process could potentially be done automatically with the help of technology or artificial intelligence rather than simply delegating it to a team member. Because again, if we can get something that's repetitive to be done with the help of software, then you can have your team member focusing on other higher value activities that could not be eliminated and could not be automated. And then lastly, of course, is delegation, which is if you can't eliminate it and you can't automate it, then you can delegate it to your team members for them to do the work rather than for you to do that so that you can focus again on higher value activities. Some of the pros and cons with automation, the biggest is time leverage. And that is that you are putting in some upfront time now to save you time later. A basic example would be, let's say it takes an hour to set up an automation and that automation Automation is replacing a task that takes about 10 minutes per day. So if you calculate out how much time that is in a year, 10 minutes a day times five days a week is 50 minutes times 50 weeks in a year is 2,500 minutes. Or if you 
turn that into hours, it's about 40 hours. So the question here is, am I willing to spend an hour today to set up an automation that I know is going to save me 40 hours over the course of a year? And the answer is, of course, yes. And so you can see how powerful this becomes because maybe there are other tasks that you do that are 10 minutes, but you have to do that multiple times a day. So you can start to see how you can really gain some time leverage within your business by setting up these automations. But some cons of doing these automations is that it can take a little bit more time than is expected to set up. If you're not technologically savvy, or if this is not something that you do frequently, it might take more time than you thought to set it up. And you might say, geez, forget this today. I'm going to do this tomorrow. And as we all know, whenever we do something tomorrow, it keeps on getting pushed out to the next day and to the next day. The second con is that it does start to add some complexity to your system. So now you're integrating potentially like your Google Sheets, your Gmail, your Google Drive with Slack or with other online platforms. And as you introduce more technology, there's more likelihood of bugs or software issues that cause some havoc within your business. Now, there's a lot of benefit that can come from having it set up, but there's also just now some more complexity, which can lead to some more maintenance and updating of the system than you previously had. So here's how I'm using it within my business. I'm leveraging a tool called Zapier, which helps integrate across thousands of different tools and online platforms. But mainly I'm using it between my Google Workspace, which is Gmail, Google Drive, Google Docs, and then Slack. So Slack is the communication platform that my team members and I utilize to message back and forth. And then Google Workspace is the platform that we are using for all of our documents, emailing, and so on. So within our deal flow process, again, we're focusing on self-storage acquisition. So we're looking at leads, we're analyzing them quickly. If they pass that, we'll push them through to our full underwriting process or full underwriting step. And then if it passes that step, we will then make an offer. And if at any point during that process, the deal does not pass, we want to email the broker. If the deal does not pass, then we can click a checkbox that then automatically generates a draft email in my Gmail. And it pulls in all of the information from the deal. So that draft email can have all of the detail in it that you really need because it's pulling specifically from that line item within the Google sheet. An example might be, hi, John, we analyzed ABC self-storage facility facility located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Unfortunately, the deal did not meet our requirements for this reason, so we had to pass. But we are in the market looking for another facility to close on this quarter. If you have anything that meets this criteria, please let us know. And all of that information can be auto-generated because you can set that up exactly within your Zapier. And so then when you just click a button, it automatically creates that. So then the next step would be for my virtual assistant to just go double check the draft email and then send it. Now to take that a step further, we could skip the draft step and send the email automatically. Right now, I'm just not comfortable enough that it's going to do that without any issues. So rather than streamlining that process completely, I've delegated my virtual assistant to go in every day and read any of the draft emails, make sure that the information has been pulled in correctly, and then she will send the email. So in the future, as we gain more confidence with the process, we might be able to just have the email sent directly and then eliminate that delegation step there, which is to double check that the email was generated correctly. Another way that we are using automation 
information is for notifications. So we've got our deal tracker within Google Sheets. Every single lead goes in there that we look at, and then we update the status as well. We're just looking to see if it meets our criteria. And then if it does, we put it through the quick analysis phase, and we're seeing if it passes our calculator and some of the market metrics that we're looking for. If it does, then it'll move to full analysis, at which point our underwriter will do the full underwriting. And then if it passes there, we would move to making an offer. But at each stage there, that lead is moving down the funnel and we have the ability to check a box within the Google Sheet that will send a notification over to Slack, which is where me and my team members spend the majority of our time communicating with each other. So then once let's say we create a deal that is ready to be fully underwritten, my first virtual assistant will click a checkbox that will then send a notification into Slack that says deal number 205 is ready for full analysis. And that makes it very obvious and apparent to my underwriter that there is another deal ready to be evaluated. Now, my underwriter can just go straight into the deal flow spreadsheet and see that it's there on her own. But with bringing in this automation, we're just adding one extra layer there to help her see that, hey, there's another deal here, just in case maybe she missed getting into that tracker that day. And then lastly, we're using automation for making offers. So we have a standard letter of intent that has a few pieces of information that need to be tweaked to each specific deal. Things like LLC information, property address, purchase price, earnest money down, due diligence period, closing period, things like that. Much of the LOI is standard and there's a few things that need to be tweaked. But rather than having to remember all of the individual terms that need to be tweaked, we can make this a more automated process. One, so we are less likely to forget, but two, it also streamlines the process. You know, it might take 10 to 20 minutes to pull in all of the information. Again, that's price, earnest, money, deposit, timeline, LLC info. It might take 10 to 20 minutes per offer to pull that information in from the OM or from the underwriting model. So rather than doing that one or two times a week and spending 10 to 20 minutes each time, we now pull all of the necessary information for an offer into a tab on our Google Sheet. And then when we click a checkbox, it'll auto-generate a draft LOI that pulls in all of the appropriate information from the cells that we've identified. And then now that that draft has been created, we can just scan through it and see, yep, purchase price is correct. All of these terms that are deal specific are correct. And then we can get it signed and sent out by email. So again, that's a process that takes, let's call it 10 minutes per week. And let's say we make three offers a week. That's 30 minutes of time that it would take us each each week to enter in this information. And instead of that, we're able to save that 30 minutes each week and 30 minutes times 50 weeks is 1500 minutes. So that's probably something like 20 to 30 hours a year that we've saved. And also we've helped reduce the likelihood of errors within the LOI because we've now kind of standardized the process and we're filling in the information within a spreadsheet, which makes it much easier for us to see whether or not we've made an error because it won't be just buried within the text of the LOI. And so that is another benefit to doing the automation as we're leveraging technology to help us reduce the likelihood of submitting errors within the LOI. So that is how I am using automations within my business. And I had this plan to actually have more automations implemented at this time. But what I've started to learn is simpler is definitely better to start. I would recommend to actually not set up your automations first, because what you'll find is that as you're creating your process and improving it over time, you're eliminating 
getting certain things to not work. You're maybe changing step one to be step four, and you're moving things around quite a bit. And if you started with automating the process first, you might actually end up eliminating some of those tasks. And so the time spent to create the automation was actually wasted. So really, again, that recommendation would be to just start without any automations and then develop your process. And then once it stabilizes, then you can take a step back and see what things could be automated to get you that time leverage in your business and allow your team to focus on the high value activities that really are moving the needle. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.